0: Food Heals. Food Heals Podcast, episode 115.
1: <laughs> My routine. point is, is that we should all date naked. Yeah. With quinoa.
0: <laughs> you are listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Thank
2: you so much. As a dietitian, I highly recommend eating quinoa while naked and dating. While naked
1: and dating. <laughs> Sign off. Super Lauren sexy. It's sexy green. It's a sexy grain. At Lauren Pitts. <laughs>
0: Today's guest is Lauren Pitts. Lauren is the Food Policy Coordinator and Registered Dietitian for the Humane Society of the United States, which is one of our favorite organizations because they do just amazing work.
1: Yes, they do. And Lauren has successfully worked with schools, hospitals, universities, and other institutions to implement healthier, more sustainable plant-based meals. She introduces plant-based foods through recipe planning, chef training, and marketing support. I can't wait to find out more. She's the best. But first, we have a special announcement.
0: We have to tell you about our Food Heels one-year anniversary podcast it's party. It's our anniversary! Happy anniversary, <laughs> Happy anniversary. <Susie. laughs> so we did a 100th episode online party, but we're doing a one-year anniversary party in person in Los Angeles, so we apologize to those of you who do not live here, but if you do, we would love for you to join us on October 8th. You can get tickets on ticket bright and we've got a ton of amazing sponsors and guests and we're going to be live podcasting so if you can't join us uh in person you can watch the live podcast on facebook live which we'll be doing but Susie, first let's just tell them a little bit more about the party
1: Ellie did you say ticket bright i think you meant event bright
0: uh you're right <laughs> look up on event bright the food heals podcast one year anniversary party we've got tickets we've got vip tickets We've got swag. We're going to be interviewing live the host of Hallmark's Home and Family Show and gorgeously green author Sophie Giuliano. Who else? Is-
1: we have Eco Vegan Gal, our pal, Whitney Lauritsen.
0: <laughs> I love that. You just rhymed.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: We didn't rhyme. Ri- our pal, pal. Eco Vegan Gal, <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> I'm a writer. Yes. Right. Yes. A rhyme. Who else? Who else do we got? You are a writer and you do rhyme. Um, we've got. The healthy vegan chef Vince Leah, who we've also had on the podcast multiple times, you all know him. We've got more. I can't even tell you because we're still so like, exciting. We're in negotiations <laughs> for more. And the first twenty-five people to arrive will receive our famous swag bag. Swag bag. Swag health and beauty products valued at over three hundred dollars. And who's the host? The host is is exciting. Um,
1: our host, we're excited to announce that the event will be emceed by Eternity <laughs> author and television host of How to Live to 100, Jason Robel. Um. You've heard him
0: before. He does accents just like Susie does. Oh, my God,
1: he does. That was a tribute to you, Jason. Yes,
0: Jason is the best. And he has a stand-up comedy show in L.A., so follow him if you're in L.A. and you want to go to that because we will be there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're going to have raffle prizes. We're going to have a red carpet. We're going to have Jing Slingers Jay and Joy slinging some savory vegan delights. We're going to have gluten-free with Emily's vegan waffle cake sundays. I'm not even kidding. How does she do that? They're, I don't know. They're vegan, and they're gluten-free, and they're waffle cake Sunday. But she's gluten-free with Emily. I'm rhyming again. Oh, and we're going to have grassroots market salads and raw chocolate by Addictive Wellness. So much more. This event will sell out. Go to eventbrite.com. Look up Food Heals podcast anniversary. I'm sure we have a URL, but I forget it right now. So just go find us. Find us. All right. Next up, our interview with Lauren.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: All right. Today, we're here with an exciting guest, Lauren Pitts, and we do have a special edition. Halfway through, we're going to introduce another special guest. We have two exciting guests, but let's talk about Lauren, Susie. Surprises, (laughs) surprises.
1: Prior to working at the Humane Society, Lauren focused on individual nutrition counseling and corporate wellness, working to improve public health, the environment, and animal welfare are Lauren's passions and what drives her every day.
0: And Lauren is also the Congressional Ambassador Coordinator for the Public Policy Council of the California Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and she's a webinar chair for the Vegetarian Nutrition Dietetics Practice Group. And We're so lucky, Suze, she took time out of her busy day to talk to us. Welcome, Lauren. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) I'm so (laughs)
2: excited to be here.
0: So we met through a mutual friend, our friend KJ, at this amazing event that you were involved in with the Humane Society.
2: Yeah, so that was our annual gala that we have every year, and that was my first year to go. I've only been on
0: the team for about a year, and it was so much fun. It was fabulous, Food yeah. Nation. I've never been to an event that high end that was for animals and for veganism. I was blown away.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I wish I could say that I had a hand in creating it. <laughs> you but didn't I plan did. it, Lauren? No, I
0: didn't. I just showed up. I, uh, you know, volunteered, if you will. Uh-huh.
2: But yeah, I was at Paramount and it was absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, they did a really good job. And there were so many wonderful speakers and celebrities and you know, we got to hear Aerosmith sing, Stephen Tyler, Diane Warren, Kesha. That performance was so moving. I'm sure that they can look it up if they want to, if you guys want to find it online. But wow, it was an incredible night. So, so nice to meet you. And then we have our mutual friend, KJ, who we're going to catch up with in part two of today's interview. But really, Lauren, what drew you to this animal activism? Where did you get started? Where does your passion start? You know, I think I've always had a passion
2: for animals even growing up. Um always surrounded by cats and dogs. My family loved animals, but of course we always ate them. Never really made that full connection. Right. It was about 3 years ago. I guess it'll be three years in September, I was working in private practice. I'm a registered dietitian and I was based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is mm-hmm. where I was born and raised and really started to question where our food was coming from. And you would think as a dietitian prescribing diets and food to people that I should know, right. but that's not something that we talked about in school. So I decided to do a little research, do a little homework for myself to figure out where our food really comes from. And I think I always knew that it wasn't going to be the most positive thing, but yeah, I decided to go for it, do some research. And there was a psychologist, Dr. Melanie Joy, and she wrote the book, Why We Love Our Dogs, Eat Pigs, and Wear Cows. And she really talked about the psychology behind how we have this love for cats and dogs, but... We eat animals. We completely disassociate ourselves from
0: farm animals. And was she justifying it or saying this is kind of wrong?
2: Yeah, she was saying, you know, we kind of have just been in the dark for so long Mm -hmm. for so many different reasons, you know, making it feel like it's natural to eat meat or it's necessary when none of those things are true. So one day I got up enough courage to watch one of her videos. And she again was on there talking about our, our complete disassociation. With farm animals and she showed a picture of a plate of spaghetti and meatballs and she asked everyone in the crowd who thinks this looks good who thinks this is appetizing
0: of course everyone raises their hand you know you grew up eating spaghetti and meatballs even i would raise my hand you know like and i'm completely do not eat meat and haven't eaten a meatball since i was like 12 years old but i would still raise my hand because if you're hungry that still looks good and yes, and that is what you're conditioned to do, right? Yeah. You would see
2: that, oh, spaghetti and meatballs looks really, really good. So a lot of people did. And then the next slide, she said, but what if I told you it was from this? And it was a picture of a golden retriever. Of course, everyone is mortified. Yeah. How could she do that? But she really was making the point that, hey, why do we love this golden retriever? But yet we will eat a cow that has the same feelings, you know, and experiences the same amount of pain. So then after that, she showed a brief video of where our food comes from, a small glimpse of the horrors of factory farming.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I kind of had to give myself a pep talk before I could watch this video because I'd kept myself in the dark the whole time, which most people do, right? Yeah. We don't really want to know where our food comes from because we know it's probably not a good place. So. Got up enough courage. I watched a couple seconds of the video. And of course, as you can imagine, I was horrified. I just remember like my jaw dropped to the floor. My eyes filled up with tears and I was sick to my stomach. And I also happened to be eating lunch. So
0: I just, yeah. Don't uh, watch, yeah. note to self, don't no. watch animal no. activism videos while eating lunch. And I was eating lunch and I literally
2: just turned the video off and threw my lunch in the trash. Oh my God. like, all right, that's it. I can't eat meat anymore. I cannot participate in, you know, all of this animal suffering. How can I claim to love animals when I'm causing some of this suffering? So, you know, it was... It's a big step for me, especially growing up in Oklahoma. I remember calling my mom, called my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'm a vegetarian now. <laughs> they're like, okay. But, you know, it was it was a big deal. I mean, I had um, – I remember having friends call me, and they're like – so you're vegetarian now? Like it was <laughs> like trying, yeah. to, trying to pull you back. From yeah. The dog's like life? totally shocked. Like I had, it's like you joined ISIS or something Serious small towns. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made it a big deal. And I was like, yeah, I, I am. And so since then, of course, I've really started to work on moving towards completely plant-based and eliminating all animal products from my diet. But that's, that's how I got
0: started. Well, I love and I really appreciate you telling your story. And I feel like there's so many people who have done this and including myself. Once you watch the video, you can't unwatch it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that
2: once you make that connection or you open that window, there is no closing it. You know, once you realize that these animals, whether it's a pig that, you know, is just as intelligent, if not more intelligent than a dog or Cows that build these lasting relationships with their family and friends, once you make that connection that they also feel pain and you know, just want to live their lives, and how do you how do you undo that? So
0: So what was it about that video that really really made you wanna change something? What did you see? You have to ask. I know. <laughs> uh it was pretty it was pretty
2: horrific. I Like I said, I I really never allowed myself to watch videos like this because I knew it would have such a strong impact on me. And I kept thinking, I can't handle it, right? But I can. You can, you know, you can handle anything. So it was, it had to do with pigs, um, specifically baby pigs. And they do a castration. And of course, they don't provide any kind of pain meds or anesthesia or anything like that. They Mm. are just ripping it straight out of them. And I saw that. But then what I also saw was this huge man obese man and he is taking these baby pigs holding them by their back legs and slamming their heads against the concrete floor and <gasps> tossing them horrifying. in the boxes
0: for what purpose the,
2: uh, yeah this is what i watched and i was like what? so we can enjoy some you know bacon or something right. like that like seriously we, i don't know I, I was i was absolutely um, mortified and and like i said it just broke my heart I was shocked because I
0: knew that it was a bad situation. I just didn't know how bad it actually was. And what would you say to someone who would say, okay, that's the exception. That was a bad man, not the rule. Would you say that that's not true? Like this is going on everywhere? Would you say that could be true?
2: Yeah, I think that it goes on everywhere. And I've had people say that. that, You know what, Lauren? I don't think that that happens all the time, but there's so many videos that come up showing this abuse. And it's not even the abuse, but then there's the standards, yeah. right? Like, you know, mama pigs kept in gestation crates or egg laying hens kept in battery cages where they have less space than a size of a sheet of paper. Right. That is standard. And that is 98% of where we get our meat. And, today. Was, and I'm
1: assuming that's just because it's cost effective, right?
2: Absolutely. Because money.
1: We, yeah. they're, they're a product.
2: Yeah, they are a product and it's really, really sad because the more that we are requesting more and more meat, more eggs, more dairy, and we want it to be cheap, the more that they are producing these animals and confining them into these tiny spaces and their quality of life, of course, decreases significantly.
0: And when I asked you the question, I actually knew the answer, so I'm sorry. But the truth is, is that this is the reason why there are governments in certain states proposing these ag-gag bills, which means it is illegal to film inside of factory farms. And it is so that the general public can no longer see the abuses that are going on. So you're right. This is not the exception. This has become the rule. And that's not okay. And that's why we're all here fighting for the animal rights, right? So let's get a little bit um, on a better topic, but let's talk (laughs) about how you have helped get better food, plant-based meals into universities, into schools, into hospitals, and why that's so important.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. A a positive note. So that is something that I really focus on is working with institutional food service to really ramp up their plant-based options. We do that because it's of course going to be healthier. It's more sustainable, better for the environment. And of course it reduces the number of animals suffering on factory farms and an added bonus, they can save money while doing it. So, really focusing on plant strong programs. We focus on implementing programs such as Meatless Monday, which, you know, exactly what the name implies. It's taking a holiday for meat one day a week for health, health of the planet. Other programs that we promote include Lean and Green, which is pretty much the same thing as a Meatless Monday, but it can be done on a different day, maybe a bit more flexible for you, like on a Wednesday or Friday, or, you know, you can get totally crazy and do it every day, but it's really just about. Promoting
0: these healthier plant based options. And you just said that it was cheaper. So let's talk about that because a lot of people think. That it is more affordable and because the meat has been subsidized and they have, you know, there's fast food options. So it does seem in general that the more affordable food is the less healthy animal based food. But how can these institutions understand and and how is it possible that the plant based options are actually cheaper and of course in their best interest? Sure. Yeah. I think there's a huge misconception that eating plant-based has to be
2: more expensive, whether that's on an individual level or in a food service system. So if you think about it, plant-based proteins like beans, legumes, quinoa are generally going to be a lot cheaper than your animal-based products. Mm -hmm. So if you're going in and replacing a lot of these animal-based proteins with plant-based proteins, you're going to save money. It just makes complete sense. And on an individual level, there was actually um, a study in the Journal of Hunger and Environmental Nutrition. They found that an individual that switches to a plant-based diet can save $746 a year on average or a family of four that eats meatless about three times a week, only three meals a week meatless, can save around $1,500 annually. That's
0: fabulous. That's a lot of money. I think that the problem is not necessarily in the prices, but it's in the education because I yes. know people that we interview with the nonprofits that I work with outside of the podcast would say, I don't know what the fuck quinoa is. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. Who the hell doesn't know what quinoa is? That shit has been around for 10 years in all of the good restaurants across the nation. Who doesn't know what quinoa is? The underserved communities. We're the privileged. That's the true. underserved communities
0: That's true. don't necessarily know unless they're researching a grain. this. But it's a grain. But they might. I didn't even know know what it is. I didn't didn't even know how to pronounce it. I didn't know what quinoa was until I moved to LA, North
1: Carolina. I don't know no quinoa. I bet North Carolina has quinoa now. Maybe now, but (laughs) spelled quinoa. Quinoa. I didn't know what no quinoa was.
0: I called the one organic grocery store in my college town when I started finding out about this health business. I said do you have something called apple cider vinegar? They're like, yes. I'm like, do you have-? <laughs> I swear, I didn't know what any of these health foods were. Yeah. Not one. I was asking about these super, like I had read about them in a book and I was like, well, I don't know what these are. Like you have to get them on, on the internet, which is like, this a is whim. 10 years ago. Or wasn't mm-hmm. like you just Amazon and Google and it's at your door in two seconds. Right. This is over 10 years. This is like 15 years ago. So I was like, I don't know what these crazy coconut
1: oils and quinoas are. I don't know what they were. I think anytime there is a change in consciousness and a change in the status quo. So we all know that the meat industry has been subsidized. It costs way more to raise and then kill and then provide meat as a food source than it is priced in the supermarket. The United States government subsidizes that. That's why in Canada and Europe and other countries where they don't subsidize it, it's a lot more costly. But anytime you have a change, such as as, as an example like solar panels, when solar panels first came out, they were like a gazillion dollars, and who the hell could afford that? And sure. then, and now because it's been in it's been out for longer and they've they've refined the production and they've figured out how to make it more more costly effective now it's a lot more cheap and it's a lot cheaper and they can they can provide it to people at a lower cost so anytime you have this change over even though plants are a lot a lot cheaper than meat it's almost as it, you have to have the change over in perspective in mentality right and like yes maybe certain vegetarian things were more costly but it's a change in and it is certainly a lot cheaper to make a salad and a quinoa with vegetables and and soy sauce or whatever or Bragg's amino acids or whatever you put on that or little tahini than it is to, say, have a meat meal.
0: <laughs> that was another thing I called for the grocery store. I was like, do you have tahini? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I didn't know what that was
0: until, you know, maybe a couple of years ago when okay. I started making my own hummus. Thank you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. It's delicious. Susie but- forgets that she grew up in a house where they shoved vitamin C and green juice down did- her throat. Yeah, but we did from- not
1: Obama. have huh. So I'm from Oklahoma. I'm from oh, North Carolina. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. North Carolina. Um, <laughs> I love where it. Are when you from? Susie
3: sings.
1: Pennsylvania.
3: Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, I love your singing. Karaoke. Yeah. We have a surprise um, guest
1: I that didn't we're have... gonna talk to soon. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but I didn't have all the you know, I had I had certain stuff. Yeah, I had certain stuff. My mom, we went we grew up knowing what that it was called the health food store. I didn't know what a health food store was until I graduated college. Oh, I know. I believe you because mm-hmm. I had friends that like if they had a vitamin, it was a Flintstone vitamin. I know. Yeah. I grew yeah. up eating Flintstone vitamins. I was not allowed to I was not allowed to touch Flintstone vitamins. I oh, thought those man. were junk. <laughs> oh, well.
2: Well, so what I would say to that is regardless if you know or you don't know what quinoa is and you've cooked <laughs> with it or you haven't. <laughs> I love that that's the intro. Well, I'm just if gonna, you do or do not you do, know you what don't, quinoa is, it cares. Whatever. Now Not, you do. Now you do. But if you even just simple things like beans, anyone can go out and buy a can of beans. Right? Like I've been making some badass recipes. One is a chickpea salad. So instead of like a chicken salad or a tuna salad, what's I the used recipe in it? Oh, 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 oh. Dish it. Girl. <laughs> Let me tell you, I will talk food all day. I used a can of chickpeas and I mashed them up with a potato masher and I added some celery, two stalks of mm. celery, three green onion, and then I added about quarter cup of red bell peppers. I added about a quarter cup of dill pickles. Mm. And then I added some just mayo, which is a plant-based mayo, mm-hmm. so no cholesterol. Delicious. What's it made of? Do you know? Goodness. <laughs>
1: Comes from the mayo
2: plant. Okay, it comes go from on, the
1: mayo plant.
2: <laughs> um, No, from a plant protein. But yeah, so so just mayo and then mustard, minced garlic. I did fresh dill, lemon, salt, pepper. Mix that bad boy up. You can put it on a sandwich, a wrap. Just eat it by itself. It is so delicious. I've got to try this. That because sounds really freaking good. I was yeah. addicted to chicken salad before I gave up meat. It is so good. And when you throw that dill in there, you feel yeah. like you're you kind said of pickle and I'm in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had pickles before I came here. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Pickles and brisket. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> but yeah, there's I, I, I guess my point is, you know, even if you don't want to dive into all the fancy stuff and you don't know how to cook with quinoa or any other fancy schmancy grains, a can of beans will do. I also made a red bean burger recently and it was so freaking delicious. And instead of combining it with eggs, I used oats and ground flaxseed. Nice. So you're getting like a nice dose of omega-3s too.
0: Because you can eat this delicious food and get health benefits too. That's what people don't understand. They're like, I have to eat this garbage that tastes like garbage. Oh, and it might be healthy. But you're like, no, it's actually delicious. Yeah. And that's a
2: huge, huge factor in transitioning to this kind of diet for me because I'm a foodie at heart. I will talk about food all day. Anyone that knows me that I grew up with, I mean, I can eat more food than my dad. Like I love to eat. (laughs) And part of the reason why I became a dietitian is because I love to talk about food. So if it wasn't good and, you know, of course,
1: if it wasn't healthy, then I wouldn't do it. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask the question that uh, I'll... Or did you say do it Does or do it not? Do it! No, no, do, <laughs> do not. what you to do it. I'm ready. So when people talk about, and you're a dietitian, so you'll know about becoming vegetarian and the nutrients that you're going to miss yeah. from meat. Fun. What do you say?
2: Oh well, most like I, I would say the most common question that I get, which I think is so fascinating, protein. Is, what, what about your protein? It's like everyone is so concerned with protein intake, which they shouldn't be because that is the least of any concern which shouldn't have any concerns but, in general
1: but yeah have you seen the show Naked and Afraid <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a purpose I maybe. Maybe. swear to god okay have you seen it I, I've seen like uh, uh, like bits and pieces have you yeah. seen it Ellie Susie We've talked about you it you
0: brought this up on episode number 2 and I still haven't seen it but it's a uh, goal uh, okay, of mine you have to, to see it, it. I you know? guys have to see it it's it's
1: really entertaining so these people are put na- <laughs> naked yeah a man and a woman, uh, sometimes it's it, when they have the reunion episode, it's groups of them, but the man and a woman into very harsh, natural, very harsh <laughs> areas of the world. Mm-hmm. Some are worse than others, but they're in the middle of jungles. They're mi- middle of dense forests. There's usually along the equator. They put them in very, da- like, there's actually a lot of danger. There's snakes and there's spiders and there's scorpions and there's gators and there's just jaguar. I mean, it's, it, I don't know how anyone hasn't died yet, but um, they have. These, you just don't know about <laughs> it. They, <laughs> they don't, yeah, they, they signed an episode. Signed, you signed. just haven't heard. They signed an NDA. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they um, they have to forage and and they have to they have to, they have to survive for twenty one days. If they and they don't win anything. It's just the title of having survived Naked and Afraid. They but just they want
0: ha- to be internet famous. Okay. Probably. 20 minutes. Probably.
1: I don't know what, I don't know how people go on all these naked shows, but they, all um, these na- how many naked shows? There's there? dating and naked. What? What? Have you heard of this one? <laughs> 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 I, I or, have. Or naked and no, dating. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. But actually, no, but now there's a, I don't We're know. We're signing a, you up. I don't know if there's a... I'm married. <laughs> She's married. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're signing you up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> We're signing our secret guest up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you, you haven't heard of that one either? Na- is it Naked and Dating or Dating and Naked? What?
0: I have
2: heard of it, but I've okay. never watched it. Right. What um, channel? I think it's awkward. MTV.
1: Does MTV even exist anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's Stop one- playing videos. No, no it's, it's not it's on Naked People. something like that, but it's... um. <laughs> Okay, what was your point? My I'm point sorry. was they there's there <laughs> uh, Let's talk about protein My point is is that we should all date naked. Yeah. With quinoa. <laughs>
0: You are listening to the Food Heals podcast.
1: Thank you so much. As a dietitian,
2: I highly recommend eating quinoa while while naked and dating. dating. Sign off.
1: Super sexy, sexy grain. Sexy grain at
0: Lauren (laughs) Pitts. Yeah. So, what do we tell the contestants of Naked and Afraid? Yeah, I don't know. I would just say that is an
1: extreme situation. (laughs) No, I know, but like, but I can understand. But when they have protein, it is a higher protein in general, a higher source of caloric intake. So, I know you can get it from plants obviously, mm-hmm. but I can understand also like you do need a certain amount of protein in your diet. So How you're much? I don't know. Absolutely. Advocate.
2: So, I know, I totally agree. I think you need a certain amount of protein, you need a certain amount. Not of fat, as much as
1: everybody carbs, thinks though, right?
2: Yes, but I think there's like a huge protein craze. And I'm sure that came from, you know, different diets out there. But according to recommendations from the Institute of Medicine, women only need about 46 grams a day. Men need about 56 grams a day. Of course, that's going to completely vary based off of height, weight and, activity I, level. And
1: what does that translate to an actual piece of food?
2: Okay. So like a cup of chickpeas, which I've been cooking with because I love them. <laughs> and like maybe
1: a cup of chickpeas would be about 14, 15 grams of protein. Okay. So you need like four of those a day for a woman. Sure. Yeah. A little less. But, but also little, keep no, in le- mind, no, less like three.
2: if you're eating other foods, like yeah. Yeah. you're going to get it Cup in your other broccoli, foods, spinach, you're going to get five to six grams of protein from that right there. Baked potato, you know, another six grams, whole wheat pasta, you know, a serving of that could be nine to 12 grams of protein. So mm-hmm. it adds up so quickly. Okay. And even vegetarian and vegans, I would say can take in more protein than they actually need. And most Americans who specifically eat meat can take in anywhere from two to four times the amount of protein that they need. So protein is really not ever an issue Mm. um, when you're eating plant-based.
0: Well, I'll never forget what Dr. Garth Davis told us, author of Proteinaholic, because this is what I thought for years. And it took him putting it into words as a doctor saying this. He said, No one has ever died of a protein deficiency. So everyone who is out there, and I'm sorry, food heals, I'm losing my voice, but everyone who is out there preaching these high protein diets are missing something huge. And that is the fact that you have to overdose on these other things like greens, like alkalizing diets, like anything that will bring you up rather than just satiate you. High protein will satiate you, but that's not the point. The point is to get in the nutrients that your body can assimilate to use to the best of its ability, right? And that comes from plant food. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. I was at a cardiovascular symposium um, a few months ago in Tucson and a lot of the cardiologists there, I was so shocked but excited because they were promoting plant-based diets for their patients that struggled or that had cardiovascular disease. And they were saying the same thing, that no one is coming in with a protein deficiency. No one is dying from a protein deficiency. However, a lot of Americans aren't taking in enough other nutrients like fiber or potassium, which we get from plant-based foods. So we get plenty of protein, but we don't get a right. lot of these other you know, key vitamins, minerals, nutrients that we get from plants because we don't eat enough. We never hit the recommendations unless you're really focusing
0: on – um, a plant-centric diet. Yeah. It should be instead of people saying, where do you get your protein? It should be, where to you get your fiber? Because Absolutely. fiber is what keeps everything moving through our digestive tract. Without fiber, we would die. So that is much more important than protein. Yeah. It aids in digestion. It can help lower your cholesterol
2: levels. It can even help with weight loss. And like I said, most Americans don't take in enough. And it only comes from plant-based foods.
1: When I see those commercials for like Fibersil and Fibercon and all those drinks that right. it's clear, it's fiber, but it's cl- it pisses me off because I'm like, what? just eat a goddamn <laughs> it salad. It pisses me off. <laughs> eat, eat an eat apple. Ice. I know. Don't drink it. Like you have to <laughs> drink it. I t- I totally. <laughs> what? To I eat. don't even know how fiber would become clear and dissolve uh, and. Li-
2: I don't understand. I agree I and it it's so frustrating when i hear all this fancy schmancy stuff about whether it's a supplement or fiber or whatever it's like just eat some damn food eat I love some supplements though i do Well and i think i think if you eat them and yeah, yeah it's absolutely a balance but when balance. you eat unhealthy all day long and then you try to mask that with supplements i don't agree with that but yeah. if you have like a nice balance going
0: then i think
1: I just it's say, fine yeah, yeah for sure
0: I'm taking a ton of supplements right now because I woke up yesterday with a little tickle in my throat. As you can hear, it's come You sound sexy. Oh, thank you. But literally, <laughs> all I've done is taken green juice after green juice for the past two days. I've taken so many supplements that I don't feel a thing. So I'm pretty sure that I'm sick right now, but I feel fantastic. But you can hear in my voice that there's something, there's a tickle. But I'm doing so much of the good
1: stuff that it's not affecting me. You're not feeling the effects of it. Like you're fighting it. Your body's fighting something. Yes. But you're not feeling sick. I don't feel a
2: thing. So what I'm wondering is when I wake up tomorrow, am I going to be
1: sick? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you shouldn't have kissed her before you... (laughs) No. Dang it. (laughs) Should have known. All right, we'll be right back. We
0: have a surprise guest who is the reason that Lauren and I met. Surprise! Surprise! (laughs) Plus, Lauren's tips for including more plant-based food into your life. (laughs) Food Heals Nation, we are throwing down in Hollywood, and you are invited... Come and join us at Hollywood's Premier Design Studio Laundry on October 8th to celebrate our one-year anniversary party. This red carpet event will feature green juice, vegan wine, waffle cake Sundays by Gluten-Free with Emily, lots of savory, delicious meals from the Jing Slingers, Jay and Joy, and of course, don't forget we will have our signature Lululemon swag bags with lots of products, including some of our favorites from the Global Healing Center. You knew that was coming. And if you're not in LA, we will be live broadcasting from the event on Facebook Live, and we will put the episode on a future episode of the Food Heels podcast where we are interviewing some of our favorite people like eco-vegan gal Whitney Lauritsen, the healthy vegan chef Vince Leah, and of course the host of Hallmark's Home and Family Show and Gorgeously Green author Sophie Uliano, who's one of my favorite people. And you can get tickets right now, head on over to foodhealsanniversary.eventbrite.com And of course, you know, we're not going to leave you without a special discount. So, you can get 15% off tickets using the discount code FOODHEALS15. That is 15% off, but that's going to expire on 9-22, September 22nd. So make sure to grab your tickets before 9-22. But if you miss that and you're not sure, you're not ready to commit, you can still get 10% off tickets using the discount code FOODHEALS10. That will expire October 2nd. And after that, up until the event, tickets will be full price. So go get your tickets. We hope to
1: see you there. You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Hills Nation, we're back with Lauren, a lover of food, animals, hiking, skiing, and whiskey. She's passionate about nutrition, farm animal welfare, plant based eating, and travel, our kind of lady. Whiskey. We
0: brought you wine. We should have brought her whiskey.
1: <laughs> I'll take anything.
0: <laughs> Easy to please.
3: That's right.
0: All right. And we have a surprise guest, Carrie Jean, but I know you as KJ. So KJ Glosser, she's a certified financial planner and financial advisor. And we discovered over drinks recently that we were both huge animal activists. And one day I'm going to hire her as our publicist, Susie, because oh my God, this girl. This girl <laughs> walks up to everyone in the room and is like, hi, I'm KJ, I'm a huge fan and I'm an animal activist. And have you met Allison from the Food Heals podcast? Have you listened to our podcast? Here's why you should be on it. And you're like, ah! Like, <laughs> Poor Steven Tyler, Kesha, all of them. <laughs> yes, we talked to all of them. This yeah. is not a fake story. This is all true. And so one day we discovered we were huge animal activists, and she introduced me to Lauren at the Humane Hey-o. Society gala so lauren works with the humane society we've been talking to her for a few hours now we're really excited to post (laughs) this podcast for you guys but first can we talk about
3: steven tyler it was fantastic (laughs) go on he's apparently (laughs) it was amazing he's apparently vegan which i actually never knew i've been a lifelong fan of his and he came he's apparently vegan i i it was just one of those mind-blowing things where you realize you have something in common. How- and you've loved him since you were a child, and you're like, I love him even more now. I have
2: a funny story about Steven Tyler. So I didn't run up to him and tell him this, which I should have, but his niece, through some kind of marriage, I don't know, was my neighbor growing up. So I was unfortunately too young to go, but my sister and my neighbor got to go see him perform. Years ago, and he gave my sister a big kiss on the cheek, and she was just bragging about it, but I was too young, so I couldn't go.
0: So that's my connection to (laughs) Steven Tyler. Well, our connection is that KJ walks right up to Stephen Tyler. <laughs> it's like, hey, baby, what's your sign? Let's take a selfie right now. And it all happened. No shame. No shame Did no you all. really <laughs> say
1: that? Hey, baby, what's your sign? It was along those lines. <laughs> I love it. It's how you said
3: you had before. Mr. Tyler came out somehow in that. So. Yes,
0: yes. Mr. <laughs> Tyler, how are you today? We're huge fans of you. Yes. And can we take <laughs> a And we selfie? love animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're huge animal activists
2: <laughs> I have to say I was impressed after leaving the gala and then looking at Facebook over the next few days. I saw so many pictures with you and every celebrity there. yes. So yes. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> But you tracked them all down and we, you got picked. We
0: missed and half I of the impressed. food, half of the dinner yeah. because we were <laughs> stalking celebrities.
2: Half
3: the dinner was <laughs> gone. There were only a few vegetables for Whoa, us to eat we afterwards. Did. We spent all the time getting the photos, talking to the celebrities and their publicists about food heals, actually. And just... You know, how Allie could get involved and and literally I'm gonna
0: hire her when we when Food Heels Podcast is the biggest thing ever, you are my publicist. Yeah, uh, don't tell my
2: company. Well, don't watch tell out can...
0: <laughs> Watch out Mercy for Animals Gala because
2: we're coming at you. Yeah, yes, all the we will celebs there. there, we are promoting Food Heels. Can't
0: wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies, let's get into some questions. So KJ. You have been vegetarian for just over three months now. What made
3: you make that decision? So it was really interesting. I've been a lifelong lover of animals. I'm obsessed with animals, all of them, from farm to tigers to anything I've seen on safari, at the zoos, whatever it might be. Although snakes and some of the reptiles are a little lesser loved. <laughs> um, <laughs> Weird. They still kind of freak me out. Um but No I, one wants you to eat a snake or hang out with a snake. You're okay. <laughs> so I went to the Humane Society Farm Animal Protection Gala in May. Allie, you were with me. Learn was there as well. And I was sitting there absorbing it all and thinking, I could maybe do this. I could probably go vegetarian at least, maybe someday vegan. And when I got back to work, the founder of my company, Brent Kessel who is, you know, vegetarian, vegan, his family's all vegetarian. And he said to me, you know, if you really love animals, the best thing you can do for them is not eat them. And for the first time in 34 years, someone actually summed it up in words I could understand. And I was immediately thinking, oh, my God, he's right. What am I doing? How can I say I'm obsessed with animals and I love them and I want to save them and donate to these charities? And turn around and have four of them for dinner each week. It just really struck a chord and it took him to say it to me and it wasn't pressure. It was more of the aha moment where you come to Jesus, like Lauren's moment where she saw the video. I'd seen the videos, it just never really connected my love for their suffering and what I could do for them.
0: KJ, hey I'm so moved right now. I know Susie is too. I'm so incredible impressed. And I'm so proud of you. And I feel like
3: you make me want to cry right now. Don't make me cry. (laughs) You know, and especially I, you know, the hardest part, everyone keeps asking about, uh, what do you miss the most? And the interesting thing is that I actually bacon, ham, the meat of pigs are it's the meat I miss the most. It's probably the smell I get when I walk by a restaurant or whatever it is. And interestingly enough my first love was Charlotte's web and Wilbur the pig Aww. and love for Wilbur and how Charlotte saved him. And that's the meat I liked the most. And if I was able to give that up, I could do anything and I don't miss it. I get the smell every now and then. And you think, Oh my gosh, I'm going to cross the dark side, but it doesn't happen. I just so love my life over the past few months. I wish this had been my life for the last 30 plus years. It's, it's, changed me I'm gonna take you sorry I lost my voice <laughs> I'm gonna take
0: you to buy Chloe which is about 30 minutes away from here but they have a mac and cheese topped with bacon but it's not real bacon it's like mushroom bacon It will change your life. I've never been, and I'm dying to try it. It will change. So I'm joining you. That's our next date night. Yeah, (laughs) it is so good. And tonight,
3: I know we're going to Crossroads, so we have lots of amazing options. Tal Ronan, Crossroads Kitchen. He actually was was the chef for the Humane Society uh, Gala in May, and we fangirled all over him. He wasn't ready for (laughs) us, Uh, but he's a genius, and so I look forward. I've never been to his restaurant. I look forward to that. Oh my god, it's
2: one of the best I've ever I mean first off the food in LA is fantastic all the veg food here but yeah, yeah. Crossroads yeah. is delicious and yeah. I will give a shout out to a person that helped out at the gala was Chef Jason from mm-hmm. Gardine,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I know he helped out Chef Tal a lot so they both That's
3: the company that created. has the meats in the stores correct? That has the what? The Guardian? are they the ones with the meat in the stores?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, they've got like tons the, of products out in there in the frozen food oh, section yeah. that oh, I've yeah. seen okay yeah. They've got some really, really good products. And I know they they work a lot with um,
0: universities and colleges. So yeah. It, anyways, they both did a really phenomenal job. One of the first things that I changed, or one of the last things that I changed, I'm sorry, was giving up seafood. And I loved crab. I mm-hmm. love crab cakes. <laughs> I love anything with crab. The Gardein crab cakes. Yeah.
2: You know what I'm talking about I do know. I had them. I went out to Garden, and they fed us. They like yes. made this whole elaborate meal and we had fish tacos, we had crab cakes, we had, you know, all kinds of delicious food and it was absolutely incredible. You don't you don't feel like you're missing anything. It's they're, just they're delicious. chicken,
3: their chicken sliders. Yeah. The like it's almost like yeah, a chicken Yeah, we had those patty. too. Oh. I've yeah. discovered I've discovered those recently. Yeah. I'm hooked. Yeah, and I use the just mayo from Walnut Creek. What is Hampton mark? Creek? Hampton Creek. Yeah, which so, is the up and coming or like vegan organic brand that even Walmart just got a a deal with. Walmart wow. Has it. Yeah. It no. It's, it's all that's huge. fucking huge. They are going off the charts, and they're going to change the face of the vegan plant based. So
1: so do you guys. What, what is in the faux crab or what, do you know what's what, – what is the So it's normally
2: going to be plant protein So like right. with – you know um, just beyond, Like
1: Beyond Meat, for example. Which I, lo- which I love. Yeah. Which I, Their products are great. Um, had seen like a – something like a 2020 episode on like what they were doing, what they were trying to create. I, yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. And I went out and got some and made some stir fry and I was like – this is awesome. Oh, it's good. It's so good. But so their beef
2: crumbles are made from pea protein. hmm Yeah. So it, it kind of yeah. just depends. Some is uh, That particular some. company. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just made- curious about the crab. I was like, how did they recreate crab? Yeah. Well, like crab cakes, sometimes they'll use um, hearts of palm. So if we go to Crab's oh, okay. tonight,
0: yeah. they
2: will I'm, – I'm pretty sure they use hearts of palm to make their vegan crab cakes.
1: And okay. it is delicious. And Palm are Palmer, awesome.
0: And I don't know, sorry,
1: so, so I don't
0: sad. know what Gardine uses, so and I don't sad. know what every restaurant uses. I just want to point out that like changing to these these fake meats is not necessarily changing to a health food, but it helps with the transition of eating more plant based foods.
1: But it seems like they're be- they're better and better. Like when I yeah. watch that. Dare I use the word expose, but expose on Beyond Meat. (laughs) Uh, It didn't, I mean, it's pea protein. And the way that they were describing what they were doing and why they were doing it, they were trying to recreate the consistency of meat without actually having meat so that they could satiate people that wanted that kind of texture and that kind of experience without harming animals made a lot of sense. And I was like, that, it it seems like the, the technology and the processing of what they're trying to do is getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, know, for me, I think the hardest
3: part sometimes is having those available because it keeps, you have a crutch for like, oh, I love meat. I love this texture. I love this taste. Whereas the weeks when I decide I'm just going to buy only vegetables and I'm going to focus on the grains and the quinoa and whatever else it might be. Those are the easiest weeks for me to eat vegetarian Mm -hmm. When I start putting the substitutes back in, I have a little more problem with that. I don't do any of the red meat substitutes or any of... Chicken is pretty much the only substitute I do at this point. And it's really just in a pinch. It's a nice little thing to eat and Mm -hmm. make me think, oh, you know, I'm kind of still doing that. But for the most part, I've most enjoyed making new veggie dishes and making my own pasta sauce Mm -hmm. out of only vegetables. And, you know, I'm working to a place where someday I might be able to be vegan the Pretty much the only thing I eat is cheese still. I don't eat anything else um, that is, you know, considered part of the vegan, not the vegan.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's kind of my my take on it. It's interesting that I had so much support that I'm only now finding out the dark secrets of the animal production, meat production industry, yeah. that I didn't even need those to make the jump. It's just now that I know that it has solidified the fact that I've made a great mm-hmm. decision what I hear about the baby boy chicks, they're thrown in a grinder or they're murdered because they're not egg laying chicks immediately gone. And, you know, all the research and development that's going into stopping that. And then they're like, Lauren talked about the gestation crates and the way pigs are treated. There's just so much bad that now that I know it, it just solidifies my decision. But for other people, that's what helps them make their decision. And There's no judgment. However you get there, whether it's someone who just thinks, I just want to be healthy. That's their part that they can do. That's great. Some people are environmental focused. Mm -hmm. The amount of water that these facilities take and the amount of carbon dioxide they pump into the air and they pollute the waters. Just using that as their reason. I'm good with all of it. As long as at the end of the day, we're lowering our meat consumption and letting these animals live past like age two or three which most of them that are killed for meat, yeah. are killed
1: in their infancy. It might seem and like- And that is something you know, is that I have never heard of before, that I would have assumed yeah. like they let animals, if they're going to go for meat, be uh, you know raised to adulthood oh. that I'm kind of shocked by Even, and disgusted by at the same well, time. Most of them don't make it to full like maturation. And so-
3: even though they're not veal where they're killed within a year, they're still killed within the first few years of life because it's just not financially feasible to go beyond that level. Right. And so all of this, like I said, just kind of repeat is just, it's all helped me to where I am now be like, I made a great decision. Even if that wasn't hundred percent, the reason I make it, that's why someone else is going to make it. And that's enough for me.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think any, any reason, whether it's ethical, health, environmental, mm-hmm. Even if it saves you money, great, go for it. Yeah, it's so easy. And, you know, like you were talking about, the animals, they can live, the cows can live to be over 20 years old, but they're slaughtered at a very, very young age. And if you think about broiler chickens, where we eat chicken, they are slaughtered less than seven weeks old. So essentially you're eating baby chickens. I mean, that's really what it is, right? And when we think about eating babies, like it sounds... Pretty bad because it is, and and not only that, but they live such horrible lives. Like broiler chickens, they are are bred to be so much bigger than what their bodies can handle. So right,
3: yeah, they it, can't walk. That's they why they can't their, walk. Their Yeah, they closed. have
2: heart problems. Their legs f- collapse from underneath them, and they lie there and die from starvation or from dehydration. No one's coming to save them. Nobody cares. That's their life, and then we eat them. And and we don't need to eat them. We don't need animals to survive. We can completely survive on plant-based foods.
0: I totally agree, Lauren. And what are some things that people can do to make a difference? What are some pe- things that people can do every day to change this in their own lives? I think the
2: easiest and cheapest, healthiest, best for the environment is to reduce our meat consumption. Whether that's one day a a week, excuse me, wanting to do a meatless Monday, or you want to try a couple days a week. I have some friends that go vegan during the week, and then on the weekends they do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got friends that do that. And then Mark Bittman came out vegan before six. Yes. Right? So he will eat completely plant-based all day, and then after 6 p.m., he just eats what he normally would eat. So whatever you want to do, whatever steps you think you can take, whether that's... Really cutting down the meat on your plate and replacing it with healthier veggies. And,
1: and as someone that still eats meat, I think that's so important because, yes. because so we've had, in my experience, I've had, I've met so many vegans that if you don't, if you're not completely removing plant-based, I'm sorry, animal-based products yeah. from your diet, then you are wrong. And that is it. You're evil. You're yes. evil. Yeah. And versus if you flip the switch and just offer different choices and just reduce, reduce, reduce meat consumption and add, add, add fruits and vegetables and whole grains.
3: And it's starting small. I mean, I converted my parents to eating organic grass-fed beef. And even that little step has improved the life for those cows. And if everyone for one meal out of the entire year just makes that one meal meatless, the effect of that, it's a domino effect across society. I'm not militant, I don't care if anybody goes vegetarian, goes vegan, goes whatever, eats meat all the time. It's just take one little step and do one little thing for your part. And it makes a world of difference.
1: I think I think it's also, uh, I feel like there's a tipping point coming, which is great. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like I'm, 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 I have these horrific memories of driving up the five towards San Francisco and I see all these cattle farms and they're just in mud and they're overcrowded. And that is not, that is not how they're supposed to live yeah that's not how they're supposed to live it's not how they're supposed to live so So whether it's ethical or
2: you know the environmental impact or your own health whatever it is i think and and there is a tipping point and there definitely is a trend towards meat reduction might not even necessarily be a huge switch to vegetarian or veganism but meat reduction specifically you know, there's definitely a trend towards that and we're seeing that. And and that's, you know, when we're working with these hospitals and universities and school districts, it's because the students are requesting it because they want more plant-based options because they're recognizing it's healthier and, and better for the environment.
1: And I love what you were saying earlier, Lauren, about yeah. you can change your taste buds.
3: Oh, you totally can. 100%.
1: Yeah, especially, especially when you reduce processed foods and you eat whole foods and yeah. you add herbs and spices. You crave and- the vegetables. Yeah. I do. I,
3: I literally crave vegetables where I ordered lunch today. We do a Team Tuesday at work where we order lunch from a restaurant. I had three sides of vegetables. That was my meal. Yeah. And I felt satiated. Like it was amazing. And that's what I crave. That's yeah. what I
2: wanted. I crave it all the time. I told you, Brussels sprouts. I crave them yeah. Okay. All I'm obsessed the time. with brussels well, sprouts. I know. I am too. <laughs> I'm like, what can I put them in? Because <laughs> I want to eat them. Totally. That. And then if I can just, you know, throw salsa or hot sauce on anything, I'm also good with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you you can. You can definitely train your taste buds. And I think any step in that direction where you're working on on meat reduction is a great way to go. I don't believe in all or nothing thinking because I think most people run away from that and they're not going to want to make those changes. But if you can, if you can really, you know, focus on one day at a time, one meal at a time, whatever it is that helps you get through it, I would say go for it. And that's something that I really worked on a lot when I worked in private practice is behavior change and really figuring out, when someone is really mentally a
1: we're very mentally addicted, aren't we? We are. We're very so addicted, whether mm, it's sugar
2: or meat. Yeah. We are addicted to meat yeah. and we are taught from an early age that we need it. We have to have it. It's a part of our
1: life. And I've There's mentioned no this before it. too historically, like so we're an immigrant well, except for the Native Americans who lived here before any Europeans got here. Yeah. We are an immigrant Culture and we the I remember a fir- I for I I always have anecdotes that I rem- don't remember where they came from, but just trust me. I remember <laughs> I remember watching. I trust me. you. Trust me. Okay. I remember watching something about how immigrants were coming to this country. It was it was the it was the poor. It was the people that were escaping Europe that were like looking for a better life. Whether you start from the Puritans or the Irish or the, the Italians or the whatever different phases of immigration, but when they got here. And they could afford meat because that was such a luxury in yeah. Europe. Only the wealthy could afford that. They overindulged in it. And I remember it was specifically with the Italians and like meat, you were bringing about talking about meatballs, meatballs and like cold cuts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That was very big. And I'm a New Yorker. So the big Italian population there, I remember that very specifically. It's like, Oh, that made sense. That made sense. And then it kind of stuck in America because we're an immigrant population that's stuck in kind of our collective psyches. It's like, oh, we have to have meat because we once were poor, but now we're not. Well, and this is what my family always ate, so yeah, I have right. to eat this. Versus Europe, where if you talk about Greek cuisine, they are very vegetarian based. They have mm-hmm. a lot of vegetarian dishes, or even in the Itali- even Italians, the there they're they're, they're they're very open to just eating natural foods, plant based. They don't have that kind of. Stickiness about the subject. Mm-hmm. So I have a funny anecdote. I don't know if we do
3: anecdotes here, but it's it's actually pretty funny. So you do anything you want. <laughs> so if you've ever seen my big fat Greek wedding, yes. Mm. When she when he I love hit this. the family meets up with him and yes. the aunt says, Oh, you know. She's no, like, You do no eat no meat. It's okay, I make you lamb. Yes. <laughs> so this happened yeah. to me with my family in Vegas a month or two ago, where When you say I stopped eating meat, people initially think of red meat. They don't think of the other meats. Right. They don't think of poultry or whatever it might be.
0: Oh, in North Carolina, everyone asked me, do I want a turkey burger? Yeah. and so like, no. (laughs) No, No, turkey,
3: it's meat. My parents said, oh, okay, you don't eat meat. We'll get chicken. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm in the movie now. Where it's trying to not only change behaviors, it's trying to change perception of what not eating meat means. Yeah. And mentality, so yeah. I love that it's called plant-based now because it's okay. so much easier to comprehend for people than being meat-free. And also, people have a lot of judgments against the word vegan. Oh, man. Let's be oh, honest. Totally. We say plant-based. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just, yeah. <laughs> it's encompassing, and yeah. it's, it's not militant, it's not scary, and people, they get it. And I remember something that they
0: said when we interviewed the guys Kip and Keegan from Cowspiracy, eating vegan for one day saves one animal per day. So for that purpose alone, just eat vegan for one day Yeah. and you save one animal. And then maybe that'll start to build. Maybe that'll start to change your mind. Maybe that'll start to make you think, how many days can I do this? And each day you do more and more and more.
3: And I love that. It changed my life, you know. Baby steps, like in what about Bob? Baby steps out oh the door. God, baby steps movie. down the that. stairs. Baby, I love that, and but it's true. It is. You take baby steps, and you get there eventually, and you get there at your own pace because everyone's baby step is different. Mm-hmm. And mine took thirty plus years to get there. And mine took twenty-seven. I'm okay with that. Mine took twenty-seven. I think it's there's 12. no
2: shame. There's no, no shame. Yeah. My mom, actually, I just have to say this. I'm so proud of her, but she has been eating, we'll say meat free for about two weeks now. And awesome. I did, not I know. And I didn't ask her to or, or anything else. I think she just talking to me and like hearing about the health benefits and of course ethical and all of that. She one day was like, I haven't done meat today. And I was like, cool, that's great. And then the next day I haven't done meat today wow. Okay. And then I'm talking to her. She's like, it's day 13. And she's like, I love this. This is so easy. I feel so (laughs) great. And she's like, so jazzed up and pumped about it. (laughs) And I'm really excited. Yes. Ethical reasons. You're saving animals. I love it. But damn it. My mom had breast cancer and I love the fact that she's doing this because it's, I already know, reducing her risk for getting cancer again. So that to me is, is, is huge, right? Like it's, has a huge impact. So absolutely, yeah, I see really, really excited that she's, she's doing that. I wish the rest of my family. Fantastic. On board. Yeah. Yeah. So I think baby steps, you know, my mom's sorry, mom, but she's 62. <laughs> she's hot as hell. She's 62. Yay! young yeah, girl. She's 62. young. She looks great, but yeah, she's, she's getting on board with it. And I already told her, I was like, next time you go to the doctor, your cholesterol is going to be down. You're probably going to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of this great stuff, You're, you're reducing your risk for getting cancer again, reducing your risk for heart disease, because we have all of this in my family. Yeah. So it's really, really exciting. But I think any step, whether it's one day, two days a week, it's all week before 6 PM, whatever it is, just go for it. Give it a try. There's so many different Delicious plant-based recipes out there that you can try. And that's what I did. I just started picking out a few, trying it, and I was like, damn, this is really good. So you might you might
0: surprise yourself. I think that's amazing. And I'm sorry again, I lost my voice, but we have one question that I yeah. want to end on from one of our Facebook Live viewers. Evelyn asks, Hi, I like tips, especially about breakfast low calorie protein shakes versus superfood shakes. So I think she wants to know how to make a low-calorie superfood shake that's not like a whey protein or something like that. Interesting. Okay, so I have to be completely
2: honest, I'm so bad with breakfast because I eat lunch and dinner food for breakfast (laughs) instead (laughs) of shakes. I wake up and I'm like ravenous, like, yeah, get me a, you know, veggie burger (laughs) or like I'm, in the the same way. <laughs> I'm serious. I do. Something else that I love for breakfast, which I know is not a shake, but I'm throwing it out there is a tofu scramble. And I just got started with this and it's so absolutely delicious. I cannot even tell you. As far as the shake goes, I, if she wants to do some kind of protein powder, like a pea protein or a rice protein, cool. If she wants to do peanut butter, sometimes I'll throw that into a shake.
3: But- Organic.
2: Yeah, yeah, but anytime you can load up on any kind of fruits and veggies and blend that up, I would highly recommend it. But
1: yeah, This is ahead. actually in my wheelhouse. Oh, she's a shake Because person. I am a shake person. Do it. That is one thing that I – and I'm a breakfast lover, but I love smoothies and shakes in the morning. Coconut or almond milk with berries. Berries I feel like are key because they and add a kale. lot – And kale, throw, I love kale. Spinach, any of it. But berries will, I actually will, I've said this on the podcast before, I will have a whole bowl of kale for dinner with lemon juice, nutritional yeast, Mm -hmm. salt, and pepper. Susie loves her kale. I love my my kale. I do. And Um, with the berries and whatever is in there. But if you throw, that's it. Yes. So if you are making a shake and you want to throw in some kale, this is, I did not know, Lacinto kale is softer than dinosaur kale, so uh, more tender. I had someone on here saying that they needed, you should massage your kale because kale is very tough. The cellul- cellulose fiber is mm-hmm. very tough to break mm-hmm. down. You can massage it. Now, I'm a massage therapist, but I am not massaging my kale. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you I choose- massage that kale, girl. I choose- <laughs>
1: We're not <laughs> <I> on choose- <laughs> no, first
3: name basis. It's not yeah.
1: <laughs> <name>. <laughs> So I will take Lucinto kale, which is softer and-, and more tender. That will be great, but the ber- berries... And coconut and almond milk mm-hmm. um, and whatever else you want to throw in there for health. If if you want a, a protein powder, great, but you can actually do it without. And whatever fruits you got around, in Southern California right now, it's August. I just bought a whole box of mangoes and it's yeah. been mango palooza mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. house. But whatever you can throw in there for fiber, for tastiness, Be- frozen berries though are always the way to go. That is the easiest way to make a really low-cal tasty shake for evelyn hope that helps
0: thanks for your question evelyn and we're going to end the facebook live thank you kj thanks thank, thank you, you. it's been great thank you Susie. <laughs> and if you can watch the replay of this at facebook.com slash food nation you can watch the pot you can listen to the podcast at FoodHeelsNation.com when it goes live thanks so much and back to the podcast Wow, well, that was fun. So anyone listening, again, if you want to watch the Facebook Live, it's on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash nation. I cannot believe how much I've lost my voice. Ladies, we are so late to our Crossroads reservation. Yep, <laughs> three we are, minutes. do tell going, me that. We are going to eat delicious vegan food, but before we go, please tell everyone, each of you. Where they can find you online, follow you, stalk
3: you, hear about your journey, hire you, talk to you. (laughs) So this is KJ. I work for Abacus Wealth Partners, and you can find me at abacuswealth.com. And it's Abacus, like the little math counter that they used to use back in the prior centuries. (laughs) Or um, on LinkedIn, it's K-A-R-I-J-E-A-N, and Glosser, G-L-O-S-S-E-R is my last name. I'm spelling it out because everyone gets it wrong. (laughs) I
2: love it. Um, You can check out our website at humanesociety.org. And if you're looking for more plant-based recipes, we have so many. So check out humanesociety.org slash recipes. Um, Lots of different options there. And then, of course, you can track me down on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Got to be honest, I'm pretty terrible at social media. <laughs> <laughs> Come check me out anyways. Uh, Lauren Pitts, L-A-U-R-E-N,
0: Pitts, T T S. Thanks, ladies, so much for being here. We really appreciate Thanks
3: it. This was so you. much Thanks, fun. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having us. I had has a been blast. Great. This has been great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>